You're listening to Leading and Learning. This is the place where we talk about practical leadership, theology, fitness, how to create winning habits, and so much more. My name is David Spell, and I'm a retired police officer, a pastor, a New Testament scholar, and a leadership coach. My goal on leading and learning is to help you live your best life. Thanks so much for joining us today. Welcome back to Leading and Learning. This is episode number 439, How to Create Great Habits. You know, this is the time of the year, and I'm recording this at the end of October, and this is the time of the year when people start kind of thinking towards the next year. They kind of start thinking, well, you know, I didn't hit all my goals this year. What can I do to hit my goals next year? What can I do to break some bad habits and start some good habits. And so as we start to look ahead, I'm going to pull some material from a a guy that I've got a lot of respect for, James Clear. Uh, In fact, his book is one of our resource highlights today, and that is Atomic Habits by James Clear. Atomic Habits is an incredible book on how to create good habits, on how to break bad habits, and really how to just live a successful life. So, fantastic book, extremely practical. I can't recommend it enough. And the other resource highlight for today will be my book, Leading into the 21st Century and Beyond 2.0. And so in my book, Leading into the 21st Century and Beyond, uh, we really do spend time talking about leading, managing, supervising, but there's a lot of great stuff in here about setting goals good habits, uh, really how to turn the page on, on, on a previous year, how to turn the page on um, maybe starting over from when we've had a tough time in life, and how to move on with good habits. So by all means, check out both of these great books, Atomic Habits and Leading into the 21st Century and Beyond 2.0. All right, so we're going to just look at three things that will help your habits stick. You know, we've all tried starting new habits. We've all tried to make new habits. We've all tried to break habits. But, you know, sometimes we, after a week or two, we can easily drift back into our old way of doing things. I think I see it all the time. I'm at the gym almost every day, and I'll see people, and they're in there all the time. They're in there three or four times a week, five times a week, for a few weeks, and then they're just gone. And then maybe you run into them at the grocery store or Somewhere else, and you say, man, I haven't seen you in a while. You work out at a different time. Oh, you know, I just got busy with this and busy with that. Well, they allowed that habit that they were in the process of creating to get broken. So what are, what are three things we can do to help our habits stick? Number one is repetition. We, we base our habits uh, formed on frequency, not on time. In other words, it's not, you know, I went to the gym once, um, you know, a week for a year. That's not really a habit. It's frequency. Uh, Frequency is such a powerful thing. Um, That's why most people that are going to create a a fitness lifestyle realize you've got to create three to four times a week minimum before you're going to start seeing any progress. 
So whether it's going to the gym, whether it's walking, whether it's biking, swimming, you know, whatever it is, let's create the frequency. And, and more is always better. Um, reading the Bible. You know, as a person of faith, reading the Bible is very, very important. In fact, reading the Bible, uh, most studies show, is one of the two most important things to Christian maturity. Um, just spending time every day reading our Bible. But it requires us, it requires the repetition, it requires, you know, it may not be um, 30 minutes a day, it might be 5 minutes a day, it might be 10 minutes a day. Um, but when we put that frequency in there, when, we, when we're consistent doing it every day, you know, if you read your Bible, you know, an hour or one time a week, that's good. But honestly, I think, Five or ten minutes every single day is going to be much more effective. Just like going to the gym. I mean, if you work out, you know, two hours um, one time a week, that's not nearly as effective as 30 minutes four or five times a week. So let's create this frequency. Let's let's just work on this repetition. Saving money. Listen, saving money once or twice a year isn't going to help you. It takes a little bit every paycheck. When we can get into the habit, that consistent habit of, of a little bit of money, Every paycheck, we're going to start to see our, our, our savings account or our investment accounts grow because of our frequency. What about having a family dinner? You know, that's almost a lost art. Um, I've got some friends who, you know, their kids are still at home, and they've committed to doing that a few times a week. And they, they go out of their, you know, the, the, the week before, you know, Saturday or Sunday, they'll talk about their calendars, and they'll say, okay, so Tuesday and Thursday this week, we can all be home and have dinner together. Um, for most people, it's not realistic to say we can do it every night. We're all going in different directions. But I love what my friends are doing. They're, they're saying, okay, we're going to plan. We're going to be intentional. And at least two nights a week, three nights a week, we're going to get together and have dinner at home. Talking about repetition, what about reading or podcast or audiobook listening? You know, we all want to get better. But the only way we get better is by investing in ourselves. So reading a book, listening to a podcast, listening to an audio book. You know, so many people, I live in Atlanta. The average commute in Atlanta is 40 minutes one way. And I know more and more people are working at home, but there's still plenty of people that spend a lot of time in their cars. And I'm always amazed at when I ask them, you know, they, they listen to talk radio or they're talking on the phone or whatever. And look, those aren't bad things. But the way my mind works is, man, I'd be listening to podcasts. I'd be listening to an audiobook. I, you know, I would be doing everything I could to work on developing myself. So repetition. Let's get into the habit of being repetitive. Um, number two, what about a stable context? You know, if the context is always changing, the behavior is going to change also. So you've got to have a reliable environment. So what, is, what does this mean? Well, it means we do it in the same time and the same place. Um, those are the first two. So what does that look like? It means I get up around the same time every morning, fix my coffee, and read my Bible. It means I go to the gym at around the same time every day. Um, those are just two, two small things for me. But for you, it might be something else. But that, that having that same time and same place, if we're always changing the times we work out, it's going to be tough to maintain the habit. Same thing with reading our Bible. Um, we, want to, we want to make that a habit, then we've got to, same time, 
same place. Also, blocking off time in our calendar. I mean, if your schedule's as busy as most people's, you may actually have to block out time to get that workout in. Um, and just tell somebody, say, listen, no, I can't meet with you that time of morning because I've already got a, a commitment. And it may be the commitment you're going to the gym or doing something else. There's nothing wrong with that. But, uh, you know, you've got to figure out what works for you. But have a stable context. Uh, plan for it. Get your gym clothes out. I get my gym clothes out every night before I go to the gym in the morning. I'll have my, my clothes out. You know, everything's kind of there beside the bed. So I get up and, you know, spend my time in, in reading the Bible and praying and then, you know, go put my stuff on and go to the gym. So put those gym clothes out. Money to savings. Listen, do it first thing. I would say, especially if you're a person of faith, your first thing that should happen with your paycheck is that uh, percentage amount that you're giving to to the Lord, you know, that tithe. Um, you know, that should be first. But then number two should be you. Um, put that money into savings. I always try and tithe before I pay any bills, and I always try and set up that money for uh, for our savings or investment account, whatever it might be, um, before I start paying bills. Because if you don't, that money will disappear very quickly, and at the end of the month, you'll realize, man, I didn't do my tithe this month, or I didn't do my money into my savings this month. So let's do that first. Let's do what's important first. Um, scheduling to be home for dinner. You know, you may say, I don't take any appointments after this particular time so that I can be home for dinner with my family. So set a stable context. You control your schedule. Don't let your schedule control you. This is one of the greatest lessons we can learn in life is learning to control our schedule. And obviously, there's some things we don't have as much control over when you're working for somebody else. I get that. But as much as possible, the things that you can control, set it up. And then, and then, number three. Remember, we're talking about things that will help our habits to stick. Well, the third one is do things that create positive emotions. Now, this may sound kind of crazy, uh, you know, when we start talking about good vibes, but there's something powerful here because if you do something that makes you feel good, if you do something that leaves a lasting good impression on you, then you're going to want to repeat it. Um, so if you're trying to lose weight, what kind of positive reinforcement can you give yourself? Um, something to the effect of when I drop a pant size, I'll go shopping for new clothes. Um, when I drop a pant size, I'll go buy myself a new suit. Um, whatever, whatever it is for you, but do something that gives you positive reinforcement. Sharing the habit with a trusted friend. Um, letting your friend know, especially if they're in the same uh, kind of thing that you're doing, if you're reading the Bible together, you know, letting them know that you've read your Bible every day for a month. You know, you want to share that with a friend that's going to be happy for you. Or tell your friend, hey, listen, I've been to the gym four times every week this month. Um, letting them know. And when you're holding each other accountable, it's even better. Um, when you've got a friend that you can share that with, that's one of the really great things about using the YouVersion Bible app. Um, you can see what your friends are reading. I've got two or three friends, and we joke about stealing each other's Bible plans uh, because I'll see what they're reading. They'll see what I'm reading, and it allows us, it gives us something to talk about as well. Uh, man, how was that reading plan you just finished? How was that, that men's 
Bible study that you just did on the, the U version. Um, and it just gives you a, a really great thing to do when you're sharing that habit with a trusted friend. Um, so have people in your world that can cheer you on. Number three, we're talking about positive emotions here. See the amount of your savings grow every month. Look at it. Think, man, last month I only had this month. Now I've got this month. And man, if I keep this up by the end of the year, I'm going to have this amount in there. Or maybe it's paying off credit cards. You know, look at it. Don't just um, let it go by every month, but make sure you look at it. See how much it's dropping. Whatever it is that you're doing financially, it should be something that you're looking at uh, regularly that's building positive emotions because as the, the credit card balances go down, you're that much closer to freedom. As the money grows in your savings, then you're that much closer to financial freedom. So whatever it is, you want to create positive emotions. And then how about this? Create great times for your family around the dinner table. Have a no-phone policy at the table. No devices at the table. And have conversations. Ask questions. You know, not just yes or no questions, but what was the best part of your day? Uh, my grandkids, my, my daughter and her husband do this with our grandkids, and they'll, they'll ask them, they'll say, what was the best part of your day? And a lot of times the kids will have to think about it, and they'll pull out something that they really enjoyed during their day. And then they ask somebody else around the table. They'll say, well, Dad, what was the, great, what was the best part of your day? And this creates wonderful dinnertime conversation. Look for other opportunities to create discussions around the dinner table. Positive, uplifting things. This isn't the time to bring correction about their grades. This isn't the time to talk about, you know, how, how poorly they're doing in math. Um, this is the time to have great habits around the dinner table, great times around the dinner table. You want your kids to look back and remember the wonderful conversations they had with their mom and dad around the dinner table. And we can create that. So, how do we create great habits? Well, it starts with repetition. We create a stable context, and then we also look for those positive emotions that we can build on. If we do those things, we are going to create great habits. Well, I'd love to hear from you. What do you think are some keys to creating great habits in your life? Go to davidspell.com, leave me a question or comment in the comment section for today's post. And while you're there, make sure you sign up to get my free newsletter so that we can stay in touch. Well, friends, thanks for being with me, and I will see you next week on Leading and Learning. Mm-hmm.